this is an individual that has had such a large impact on this church for many, many years, and uh, it's never been from behind the pulpit, uh, but it has been in many different areas of ministry, and and tonight uh, I want to have Brother Bill Miller is going to come, and he's going to teach our, our Bible study tonight. Amen. If you come to amen, the platform tonight. He came to me a couple weeks ago and, and was sharing what the Lord had just been laying on his heart. And I asked him uh, if he would come and he would share that with the church. Amen. And he, he said that he would. And so, amen. Just let the Lord speak. Thank you. Please just bear with me tonight. Um, like the pastor said, I am not the guy that wants to get up here and teach or preach. And I was just reflecting that, you know, the wife and I have been coming here about 26 years, and I've never been behind this pulpit longer than just to leave testimonies. So this is definitely out of my comfort zone, but it's something that I think the Lord has really been dealing with me on. Um, When the pastor first started his last series and asked for questions, that's when this came to my mind that, hey, this needs to be talked about. And then the Lord really worked on me and said, what are you waiting for? It's not for the pastor, it's for you. And he gave me the right words. I think he's given me the right scriptures that I can really bring this to you guys tonight, I hope. And if I say something to offend someone, that's not my intentions. My intentions are what the Lord has really put on my heart, okay? So, um, you know, the thing that I wanted to talk to tonight was... Fear versus faith. And coming off of where we just came off of in um, 2021 and 2020 with COVID and everything else, everybody seemed to be fearful of everything. And um, we've all been scared, right? Is there anybody in here that's not been scared? Can somebody tell me what it feels like to be scared or to be afraid? Can somebody put that into words? I'm sorry? Unsure, okay. Sister Hart? Anxious, yep. Hector? Helpless, right? And the very definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, okay? And we know that belief and that fear really comes from the devil himself because it's not real. It's something that we've made up in our minds that we're going to dwell on this for a while, right? And when you start dwelling on it, what happens? You get anxious, you get worried, you can't do anything, you become immobile, basically, because you've done nothing, your mind can't focus on what God has done for you. You can only focus on what that fear looks like to you, okay? Fear is a noun. And over the last few weeks, I've really thought about this hard. And fear and faith can't exist at the same time. They can't. Because any Bible stu- or any story that we go over tonight, you'll see that when fear got out of the way, faith took over. And every time faith took over, it took an action from somebody. Every time. And when you look at faith... Sorry, I can't use these and see everybody at the same time, so it might be easier if I just take them all. 
I'll have to see who's looking at me up back up here. Um, faith really, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things not seen, right? Pretty easy one. But in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And when we experience fear, all of those go away. We don't have sound mind. We don't have power. And we don't love someone else. Because we are so wrapped up in us. And when you're wrapped up in us, you can't focus on what God wants. You're only focused on what you want at the moment. Fear will steal your joy, your peace, and your happiness. It's gone. When you are fearful, when you're worrying, when you're anxious, all those great blessings go away. And we've allowed it. And I say we, we allow it as people for that joy to be taken from us. And we know who takes it from us. Our job is to get it back, right, as fast as possible. We do not want to go out in the world and act like we don't care about anybody because we do. We care about every, I care about everybody in this church. I love everybody in this church. But if I was caught up in me, I, that love wouldn't come out. That joy wouldn't come out. That peace doesn't come out to show to other people, right? 1 John 4.18 there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear, because fear hath torment. And that's what it does. Worry, anxious, fear, it torments us to the point where we're not good for anything, especially concentrating on building God's kingdom. Psalms 118.6, the Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Right? I mean, can I say I wasn't, I haven't been fearful in my, in the past? I have been. But it's been very short-lived. Because I realized that that doesn't do me any good. Faith does me good. Knowing that the Lord is so personal that he's going to take care of me and every one of my needs is what I worry about or what I stress about is making sure that I'm showing that faith to other people. A few years ago when I was supposed to have back surgery, had bulging discs in my back, I didn't sit around and wring my hands and worry about what was going to happen. I knew that the Lord was going to take care of me. No matter what, he had my back. Right. <laughs> Literally, he had my back, right? So what happened? Two, two services in a row special prayer, go to the doctors, no back surgery. The bulging disc went away. You know? And, and if I would have sat around and just worried about it, I don't know if I would have had the same outcome. But I had faith that God was going to take care of it for me. And if you guys know me, I cut wood. I lift up some pretty big logs. And every time the devil puts that doubt in my mind... You shouldn't be lifting that up. I pick that log up and I put it in the truck. 
because I'm not going to allow the devil to put that doubt that my back wasn't healed. I know it says don't tempt the Lord, right? I understand that too, but there's got to be a way not to let that devil in, okay? Psalms 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, whom shall I be afraid? There is nobody to be afraid of. Only if you want to be. Only if you want to be. Psalms 56.4. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Deuteronomy 31.8. And the Lord, he it is that doeth go before thee. He will be thee. Be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. I mean, how many, how many times does the Lord have to tell you not to worry? Trust. I mean, every Bible story that you read, people started worrying and the Lord showed up. Every time. Not because the leader was bad but because the people didn't take action, right? Isaiah 41, 13, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold your right hand, saying, Fear not, I will help thee. Man, how powerful is that? He's got your right hand. Who else do you want? John 14, 27, peace I leave with thee. Peace, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Time and time again, I mean, (laughs) the Lord wants us to be at peace. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to show his love to other people. And we can't do that when we're afraid. We can't. Jesus told Peter, John 14, 27, I'm sorry. Um, when Jesus was talking to Peter and he told him that he would deny him three times before the cock would crow. Jesus told him, peace, fear not. Knowing that he was going to go betray Jesus, he still told him, don't worry. Fear not. Knowing that he was going to be betrayed. And I I look at that and we we betray Jesus every day because we sin. And he still wants that for us. We are no different than Peter was. We are going to sin every day. But every day, we strive to be better. Every day, we strive to be more Christ-like. Somebody, tells me what, somebody tell me what faith looks like to you. Hope? I'm sorry? I didn't hear you. Assurance? Yep. Hector? 
I'm sorry? Yeah. It's that easy to flip it on. Yep. Faith. Complete trust and confidence in something or someone. Do we have that? That's the question. How big is our faith? It's not how big our God is. Because we already know how big our God is. He's bigger than anything that can come against us. He's already said it. Right? The question is, how big is our faith? Think about it. God can't lie. Right? He already said it. When are we going to start believing it? If God said this podium was gold, it would be gold. Just like that. Because he spoke it. Our faith stands in our way from being who God wants us to be. When when we're tested, we have a couple things that we can do, right? Fear or faith, period. Only when our belief system is tested do we decide or does it become faith. Does that make sense? So until we're tested, what we think we believe is what we believe. When we're tested, it turns into faith. Because we don't know it until it's happening. Right? We can only believe what we want. But until you take that action step, because faith is an action verb, right? Faith is an action verb, which means you have to perform some kind of action. It doesn't say God has to. It doesn't say Jesus has to. It says we have to. We have to take the action. No action, no faith. Think about that. No action, no faith. And I don't think anybody here wants to be in that situation. Action, faith. Got some examples here. First Samuel seventeen eleven. David and Goliath, right? How many days did the army cower in front of Goliath? Anybody know? How many days? Forty? Forty. And then here comes a little shepherd boy up because he took the step of faith and turned what he believed that God was bigger than anybody and proved it. He took the action. What ends if he wouldn't have? What happens if David wouldn't have taken that action? With action comes obedience. With faith, obedience. Because the Lord speaks to us. We've heard it. And what stops us? Fear. Oh no, what is somebody going to say? Oh no, what is somebody going to think? 
Does it matter? What does God think? When he tells you to do something, and you know it's from God, you feel it. And you don't do it? I'd rather disappoint man any day of the week than God. I'd rather somebody say to me, man, that bill overstepped his bounds, knowing that I was doing what God asked me to do, than disappoint what God has for me. That's why I'm up here tonight. This is not me. But God has told me I need to do it. So this is my action. This is my faith. I believed it. Now I'm acting on it. Daniel 3, 16 through 28. Another very familiar story for everybody. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? What was their action? Or not action. Right? They didn't bow. When the king declared it, they didn't bow. Everybody else did. Their action was to stand on their feet because they wouldn't kneel to a false god. What ends if they would have kneeled? What ends if their belief didn't turn into action or faith? Could you imagine the miracle that would have been missed that day? A story for us. Thrown in a fiery furnace. The people that threw them in there died because it was so hot. And they come out and they didn't even smell like a wood burner. Right? They said they didn't even smell. Anybody ever sat around a campfire? Doesn't take long to smell like a piece of hickory wood. (laughs) Right? And they were in that fire for a long time, walking around. They were having fellowship. They were having fellowship. Because their action, their faith carried them through. Numbers 13, 1 through 33, the story of the spies. We all know what happened, right? They went to the land of Canaan. They were supposed to be their promised land. Fear stopped 10 of them. 10 of them. Two of them said, we can do this. God's promised us this. Fear stopped them. And what happened? Most of them missed out on the promised land. All ten of the spies did for sure. Only two of them made it in. Because God honored their faith. God honored their action and knew where their hearts were. Daniel 6. Daniel in the lion's den. We all know this story, right? We do. Daniel knew the consequences of disobeying the king's edict of praying to any other god. What did he do? He opened his windows and he prayed. His action was prayer. His action was praise. And it ended up in the lion's den. He believed God would take care of him. He knew it. But until he was thrown in the lion's den, did that belief turn into faith. And when it turned into faith, 
God showed up in a mighty, mighty way. And he honored it. He honored their action. God will do that for us yet today. He hasn't changed from back then to now. He's still the same God, mighty and awesome. And he knows the number of hair on our heads or lack of, right? I mean, he's that personal. He'll take care of everyone, and he can at the same time. Acts 16, 16 through 40, Paul and Silas in prison. They had been beaten and thrown into the innermost parts of the prison because of what they believed in. Did you see him sitting in there going, Oh, why am I in prison? No. They didn't. They praised and they worshipped until God showed up. And he loosed the chains, shook the walls, opened the jail cells. Because they didn't sit around feeling sorry for themselves. And they had a reason to. Somebody had beat them, severely beat them, and threw them in jail. And yet they didn't feel sorry for themselves. They praised and they worshipped. They brought other people in. Brother Stokely, they brought other people in. That's what he's trying to do. He wants us in there. He wants our faith to be shown everywhere we go. People want to look at us and say, man, whatever that guy's got, I want some of that. This is a building, right? But our mission field is out there. Every day our mission field's out there. And you're an example of this church every time you walk out these doors. Because I can't go where Brother Reuben goes and, work and, and play his evangelistic field. I can't. I can't go where Brother Brad goes. I can only let my light shine where God has put me. And that's every day. Every day means every day. There's no getting around that. People watch us. They watch us to make sure we're not making a mistake. Right? They want to catch us doing something wrong. Some of the people in this building want to catch us doing something wrong. I'm sorry if I just stepped on someone's toes, but it's the facts. More Christians get turned away from churches because of other Christians than anywhere else. Right? We have to be the example. Our faith has to lead us in what we do. about Luke 5, 17 through 39? If we don't know this story, you're going to when we're finished. This is when they lowered the man through the roof. Right? This man said, how long did he set before he was healed? His whole life. His whole life. Somebody took action. Somebody set their beliefs in motion... They had to pick this guy up, carry him through the crowds, 
Somebody had to plan ahead and get an axe, right, or a shovel. They had to cut a hole big enough. They had to have ropes to lower this guy down just to get him close to Jesus. Do we have that much faith? Or do we say, man, I'm crazy. There's no way I'm doing all that. They were obedient because God told them to be. God told them what to do, and they were obedient. And when they were obedient, he showed up and performed a miracle. Brother Stokely, if, if the Lord put on your mind to do something and you didn't do it, what would happen? Somebody else would do it, right? Somebody else would do it. And then what? Brother Stokely misses out on the blessing. Right? And then we feel guilty. Man, I should have done that. What's stopping you? Fear. You let fear take over where faith should have been. You know, when, when Pizza Hut let me go, a long time ago now, I had every right to be bitter. I had every right to worry. Spent 27 years at a company, right? What am I going to do? I'm now unemployed. I had faith that God was going to take us through. Sat down, got my resume around, never looked back. Told my wife, when the right job comes along, I'll know what it is. And I'm not going to worry about it. And I didn't. She can be my witness on this. I did not worry about what was going to happen. I started getting job offers week one. As soon as people knew that I didn't have a job. But you know what? They weren't right. And when the right one came along, God told me it was the right one. And I took it. Not that I wanted back in the service industry, but it's the one that God told me that it was the right one. Okay? I want to talk about forgiveness. Because forgiveness stands in the way of our faith. Right? And one of the big things with forgiveness to me is people can't forgive themselves. And when you can't forgive yourself, you won't forgive others. Because you hold them to the same standard you hold yourself. And that forgiveness doesn't go away. And when you do forgive someone, you have to forget it. It doesn't come back time and time again. The only time it does, when we, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins and we lay them at this altar, we give them to God, he takes them away. What happens? We come back up and we pick them up and we carry them with us again. Because we just can't seem to live without it. As a church, we've got to love every person that sits in these seats. Every one. We don't care about skin color. We don't care about backgrounds. We see through to the heart. 
That's what God wants us to do. Show love to every person in this building. Every person in this building has a past. Every person has a history. But you know what? When you go down in that tank, it's gone. It's gone. Just because people don't know my history doesn't mean I don't have a history. Everybody's got a history. And we as Christians seem to forget that sometimes. And we can't. God's the only one that can forgive that sin. Let him do it. Let him do it. Treat yourself like God treats you. Forgive yourself and move on. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? But it's not. It's not. It should be, but it's not simple. Because we get in that habit, right? We talk ourselves down instead of talk ourselves up. How could you be so dumb? Man, why would you do that? Well, it was a mistake. Let it go and move on. Let somebody else see that example that you're setting for them when you're able to do that. When you're able to just move on from something. People make mistakes, and they're going to watch you. If you won't forgive yourself, they know you're not going to forgive them. Fear confuses our mind. When we can't see clearly what God wants us to do, He wants us to put our faith into action. Every day, our faith needs to be practiced. Our belief system needs to be put into play. Every day. Every field that we're in, everywhere we go. You know, one of the most touching things that happened to me, I was at Pizza Hut one night. A pastor walked in. Not my pastor, a pastor. And he says, Bill, how you feeling tonight? And I said, man, and I never let this out for other people. I said, man, I got a terrible headache. You know what he said? Can we pray for you right here, right now? Right in the middle of Pizza Hut. A pastor stopped, not even my pastor, and they all laid hands on me right in the middle of Pizza Hut. How, how much more kindness can you show someone then be obedient to what God wants you to do. How much more faith can you show on a daily basis if we're obedient? So I'm going to read the last of this here. And you can take the word faith out if you'd like. And you can put action in there. Because those two words, in my opinion, are the same. Faith builds your belief system. The more beliefs you have, the more trials you have, turns it into faith. Because your beliefs aren't faith. They require action. Faith builds your convictions. Faith builds your obedience. Because once you start listening to the word of God... And what he's put on your heart and mind, he'll start trusting you with more and more and more. Because he knows he can trust you. And if you want to be used more, you have to be more obedient. You have to do more for faith. 
You have to put in the actions. Faith builds your confidence. You wonder how a pastor could walk in the middle of Pizza Hut and lay hands on me, speaking in tongues? Well, he did it because he had confidence. Because he had enough faith. He knew that God was going to show up. He knew it. He didn't believe it. He knew it. Because he had confidence and experience that God was going to show up. Faith builds your strength. How good do you feel after a good worship service? And you should be worn out, right? And we're not. God builds your strength. You feel great when you're done. Because you've allowed God to come in. You've allowed him to take over and do what he needs to do. He's building your faith. Faith builds your power to decide right from wrong or what is right. And not in our eyes, but in God's eyes. I can look around and say, man, I can't believe somebody would do that. But you know what? It's not for me to judge. My job is to say, how can I help this person? But sometimes we don't. We stand back and judge them instead. And that's not what we want to do. We want to help people. We want to be the hands and feet of God because that's what he's asked us to do. And if you're the feet of God, you can't be running to mischief, right? You can't. That's not what it means. It means you're going to go help people. It's pretty important. Great things only come with action. And you can see it in the Bible. You can see it in every miracle that was ever worked in the Bible. Great things come with action. Great things come with faith. Without faith, there wouldn't have been one miracle in the Bible. Not one. Because somebody else took action on God's promise. God has the power, but he requires us to do the action. He requires us to be obedient to what he has to say. So, not long-winded, but when, when we allow fear to stop us, we're really saying our God's not big enough. I'm sorry if that hurt your toes, but that's the truth. We're saying, when we worry, my God's not big enough to take care of that problem, so I'm going to take that problem and I'm going to worry about it. And when I worry about it, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to worry. That's not what God wants. He wants us to be action. He wants us up. He wants us moving. And not to stay busy, but to stay busy for him. There's a big difference between action and activity. Right? Activity, you can stay busy all the time. But the action is what gets you closer to our goals. That's what we have to focus on. The action and not the activity. 
sometimes we wear that activity like a badge of honor, like we're so busy all the time. You know what that says? Too busy to help God. I'm too busy to do what he's asking me to do. Sorry, that wasn't in my notes, but it felt like it was supposed to be there. Um, don't lose out. Don't lose out. Because when we don't allow God to move in our lives, we're the only ones that hurt. God wants us to be everything we can be. And when we don't follow our own actions, we hinder ourselves. God's there. He's got us by the right hand. He already stated it. He's walking with us. It's our job to keep going in the right direction. And to walk in the right direction takes action. Action. Amen. What a powerful word. Amen. Scripture applied. And if he opened up and said, this may step on your toes a little bit. And if you say, well, my feet still feel all right. Well, let's 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 assess some things. Amen. Where are we? Amen. Where are we really in life? And if I really apply this to every situation that I'm going through. Amen. Am I putting action and am I putting action where God is calling me? Am I truly stepping out and doing the things that God is calling me to do? Amen. Our feet ought to be hurting just a little bit. Our toes ought to be hurting. I want to just add one little addendum onto this, this wonderful message tonight. And if you can uh, just go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. I just want to just add one more little story just to, just to further strengthen everything that was so wonderfully presented here tonight. Amen. This beginning in verse 22, it says, Straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Okay? So here's Jesus walking on the water out in the middle of this storm as the, the ship is out there in the middle of this sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They were afraid. What? is this? They didn't recognize this is Jesus. Why would they recognize that this is Jesus? It's He's walking on the water. They have never seen a man who they were with every day. They could touch him. I mean, he was a man just as they were men. And he's out walking on the water. They're afraid. I don't believe it was just that. I mean, they were already afraid. They were already in this state of fear because of the, the waves and the, the, the storm that was all around them. 
But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Here's my question. How does Peter know that this is not just some spirit or some other crazy aberration that is, or whatever crazy thing that's out there? How, how does he know that it's not just something else that's going to tell him to come and to step out of that boat? It's faith. But who... I mean, really, what would, what would give you enough faith to believe that you can step out and walk on water? I mean, put yourself in Peter's situation. Okay? You see him standing there, but they didn't even recognize. They, 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 they thought this was a spirit coming. But they heard him, right? They could hear his voice. They recognized the voice of Jesus. They could see him. They could hear him. And when he said, say it to me again. I, I recognize that voice that just said to us, be of good cheer. It's, it's I, be not afraid. And he, he says, I, I just want to hear your voice again. Tell me, come. And Jesus says, come. See, there's something about, something about when, when we're in, in this place of fear and you say, how can I recognize whether or not I could, I should step out in faith and do this, or if I should, if I should hold back. How do, how do I know? How do I know what to do when I'm in this place of fear? You need to recognize his voice. How do I recognize his voice? It's because I've spent time with him before. It's because I've been there in his presence. It's because I, I've, I've spent time on my knees. I've prayed. I, I, I know when he's speaking. And I know sometimes still we say, well, man, it just seems so, uh, so far out of, of what would be common sense. I think I just heard Brother Stokely say this the other day. That, that you know what? God doesn't operate in common sense. God many times works in uncommon sense. In fact, that's what. Faith is all about. It's not all about common sense. He, he operates outside the common sense and he has us do things that are very uncommon. And, and God, Jesus, he, he calls Peter to come out of the boat. He says, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What a miracle. <laughs> this man, Peter, Steps out of the boat and starts walking on the water. Wow, what faith. You see what faith can do? You see what faith can do? He walks on the water coming to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. He began to sink. Okay? Notice faith and fear cannot operate in the same, at the same time. He was walking in, in faith, walking on the water. All of a sudden, fear set in. The faith subsided. He began to sink. He cries out to Jesus. He said, and, and Jesus holds out his hand, grabs the hand of, uh, of Peter. He, uh, catches him and he says, Oh, thou of little faith. 
Wherefore didst thou doubt? He didn't say, Oh, you foolish human who thought that you could walk on the water. Right? Oh, you foolish man who thought that you could do something that that you see me doing. That you see Jesus out here doing. No. He said, oh, thou of little faith. This is something that he could have done. Or he was doing. Because he was doing it in faith. But as soon as we allow the fear to set in... And then, then, the, then faith begins to subside. And so we, we learn the, that, that, that in order to let the fear go out of the way, there must be some action. And Peter shows us the action of stepping out of the boat. He walks on the water. He does that. Why? Because he recognizes the voice of Jesus calling him and saying, come. Amen. Let's just end that here tonight. Amen. Just a prayer saying, Lord, help me to hear your voice. Help me to discern your voice, God, so that when you're calling me to come, God, that I would not walk in fear any longer, but Lord, that I could walk in faith. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus. If there's anything in me, God, that would cause separation, God, if there's some kind of forgiveness, Lord, that I must, uh, Lord, must, must, uh, give to somebody, Lord, help me, God, to forgive, Lord, so that faith can come in. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus, Lord, to, to hear your voice, God, in the midst of fear, God, I don't want to, I don't want to put the doctor's report ahead of your report. Lord, help us not to put, God, the, the, the word of my neighbor above you. Help me not to put the word of a family member above you, God. Let me not put common sense, Lord, above what you are asking and, and calling and, 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 God, reaching to us and saying, come. But Lord, let us walk in faith. God, let us be a church that operates in faith. God, Lord, let us not walk through this life in fear. God, always afraid of, of, of doing things, God, that, that you have empowered us as the church to be able to do. Amen. Lord, I pray, God, for this to be a church, Lord, that sees miracles, signs, and wonders, God, for this to be, God, a place, Lord, where your spirit operates, God, for your spirit will not operate when we are living in fear. Oh, we thank you, amen, for just showing up tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. God bless you, church, amen. You have a wonderful week, amen. We're going to seek.